I'm Micah Boyette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Our culture loves to tell us that life is frantic and there's nothing we can do about it. But friends, we know it's real. The true thing is deep down underneath the surface where love lives. And sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So let's try. Have a seat just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. Blessing the work of our hands. It's been almost eight years since I published my book, Found. Well, there are things I would change. I have fully rejected using he, him, his pronouns for God. There's still so much I find in that book that makes my heart sing. One scene I sometimes come back to just to remind myself is one in which I cleaned the tiny kitchen of our San Francisco apartment while Chris was putting toddler August to sleep. I had been reading Esther DeWall's beautiful book, The Celtic Way of Prayer, still one of my favorites, and was so taken with a prayer she described that was often spoken by Celtic women as they subdued the fire in the hearth, blessing their home and family each night before bed. The wall explains in her book how a woman would pray this while, quote, forming a raised heap in the middle of the embers, dividing that heap into three sections and laying down peat between each. As she did it, she would call on the God of life, the God of peace, and the God of grace. That circle, DeWall says, would then be covered over with ashes sufficient to subdue but not extinguish flame in the name of the three of light. Then the woman would stretch her hand out over those ashes and speak this prayer. The sacred three to save, to shield, to surround the hearth, the house, the household, this eve, this night, oh, this eve, this night, and every night, each single night. Amen. I was so drawn then, and still am drawn, to the beauty and simplicity of this language and the physical act of calling on the three-person God, life, peace, and grace, to come and inhabit our physical spaces, to bless the things and the people and the ideas we touch. I wrote in the book about standing before my oil-splattered old stovetop 
and sliding the sponge down the iron between the electric burners, making the shape of a cross, suddenly embodying what I hoped could be true. My tiny life was somehow transforming the world. It all mattered. In the 31st chapter of St. Benedict's Rule, he instructs his monks that all the utensils of the monastery, and in fact, everything that belongs to the monastery, should be cared for as though they were the sacred vessels of the altar. I remember in that season of learning to bless the work of my own hands, there was something remarkable to me in that statement as if that old, somewhat cranky saint who lived 1,500 years ago might be giving me permission to see all the mundane tasks of caring for a toddler, beginning a writing career, and learning to love the people in my daily life as they actually were in the realm of the divine. Significant, remarkable, holy. What if we treated all the utensils of our lives as if they were sacred? What if we bless the kitchens where we throw together our 20-minute meals and make the bed we will sleep in as if we were cozying up our space for the divine? What if the computer keys where we tap out messages on Slack are an invitation to love? What if the meeting we lead for our team of colleagues matters not just to our career, but to the flourishing of the world? There's a phrase that keeps coming back to me from the Torah, the Hebrew book of Deuteronomy. The Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. I imagine there are times when you feel like me, as if the work that comes from my hands each day is insignificant, monotonous, it may just evaporate before it even matters. I talk with so many fellow writers about the feeling of wanting our work to reach further and knowing that it might just not be in the cards for us. I wash the same bowls and pots every day, the same human bellies in my house fed. I wash the same clothes and eventually fold them every week. And I watch other hands serve me. My husband's morning ritual of pouring hot water in a circle over the ground coffee beans. The hands of Ace when he reaches for me, asking me to tickle his palms. August's moments of connection when he sits down at the foot of my bed, places his hand on the covers where my feet lie, and tells me everything I never knew I needed to know about off-white sneakers. I can receive the daily moments as tasks to check off or as encounters with the presence of love. Friday night, I took Brooksy to see the local high school musical. And partway through the performance, my 11-year-old had his arm stretched across the back of my seat as if he were my guy, my protector. He kind of was. And I imagined his grown man body which will be there beside me soon enough, doing the same thing 10 years from now. That's the work of my hands too, isn't it? The humans whose needs I attempt to meet each day. 
how do we live like all of it is holy work? How do we rise above the monotony of our daily lives and see our work as it actually is and can be? Transformative, restorative, packed full of meaning. I think to those Celtic women closing down their days with prayer over the center of their homes, finding purpose in the task of keeping the embers warm and ready for the sun to rise again. I think of the safe comfort in holding on to a three-in-one God, life, peace, and grace. A divine love that invites our hands to be intentional in all we do, the kind of slowness that transforms monotony into purpose, pouring love into our inbox, our vacuuming, our happy hour with friends, our garden making. All of it is meaningful, and all of it can be blessed. Because our hands are holy, and they are invited by the life, peace, grace maker to create meaning out of everything. A slow practice. What is the work of your hands? Let's take some time to consider what in your life deserves blessing. You are worthy of pronouncing your work good and worthy of honor. How might you begin to see all of your life in that light? Let's start by taking a breath together. Breathe in. think of when you think of the work of your hands? Will you take some time today to write down what you are making with your hands? Include everything, not only the physical tasks, sweeping the floor, throwing together meals, typing out that memo, but also the mental and emotional work of your day. Ideas you're forming, relationships you're making time for, even the music you're dancing to. Take a few minutes right now to pause this podcast and list out everything in the past day that your hands touched. Don't worry right now about whether or not there's meaning to be found in it. Just write it down. Driving your car to the coffee shop, meeting your mom for lunch, turning on a show on Netflix after dinner. What did your hands touch today? We'll pause for a second while we write it down. After you've made that list, I want you to pray with me and all those ancient Celtic women. The sacred three, to save, to shield, to surround. This life, my life. 
Take a moment to read out loud the tasks you wrote down on your list. Pray this prayer with each thing. O sacred three, save, shield, and surround my reading time. Save, shield, and surround my relationship with my mom. Save, shield, and surround the casserole I make frantically on Monday nights. Go through that list, no matter how silly it seems. Say it aloud because all of it matters. As you come to the end of your list of those daily tasks, pray this with me. O maker of life and peace and grace, bless the work of my hands, all the work of my hands. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move even for a few minutes at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. 
What I'm trying to say is we make space for love. So well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Val Schleter for managing my social media and Carson Boyette for designing each week's downloadable image during Lent. Also, Jason Boyette for designing our slow-way graphic and the talented Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow-way, you can sign up for my newsletter at mikeboyette.com. And if you do, you'll receive access to one of those free downloadable images from Carson. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Boyette and find my book found wherever books are sold. You can also review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get those podcasts if you think that's a good idea. But if your time would be better spent subduing the flames in your hearth, then by all means, do that. Until then, friends, let's go the slow way. See you next time.